Welcome back, everybody, <laughs> to another episode of YA at Heart. We are so tired. Um, <laughs> it's old age. I'm turning 30 it soon. Is. I just want to be sleeping. I know. Once I hit 27, I was just like, sleep. That's it for me. Um, but we are excited to discuss the next chapters that we read. Yay! We got a lot of information. Yes. A lot of information, a lot of stuff happening. So without any further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right into chapter 21. 22. Um, 22. Huh? Oh, shit. Sorry. Chapter 22. <laughs> ah! Chapter 22. Um, you see how tired we are. Actually, we can't even remember fucking chapters. Bro, I, oh, I can't. I'm trying, you guys. I'm trying. So chapter 22 starts off with Feyre getting ready for their journey to the mortal realm. The most important thing from this chapter, I believe, that we said was that we get background on Moore's story. Oh my god, yes. And it was such a tragic story. And at that, I personally feel think it's only scratching the surface of what really went down. Because it's, yeah. like, very much... Not that we, like, glaze over it. Even Moore says it. She's like, the rest of the story is, like, long and awful. As we know, Moore was a part of the night, the Court of Nightmares. Her father runs it. And in the Court of Nightmares, women are treated as currency. And Moore was no exception. And so, Moore, as we know, we all love her character. She's a little rebellious. What ended up happening was, as she um, progressed in age... She started to showcase some powerful strength. Initially, she thought this will work in my favor. Who is going to come try to, you know, get with me if if I have all this strength? Yeah. And her parents were like, oh, that's amazing. We can use that to our advantage to get you a, a, a good husband, marry you off and get something in return. Basically. Yeah. Okay. I always thought that there was something going on. I, I always thought that this was a, not a thruple, but there was definitely a love triangle between Moore, Cassian, and Az. Actually, I did not catch on to that. I'm you didn't catch on, I didn't to catch on to that until <laughs> later when Favorite called him out, and I was like, "Oh, that was later on in chapters. Uh, later on in like maybe the next or second chapter. It was like after chapter this. thirty. Yeah, yeah. But there, there was definitely something that happened between Cassian as and Moore. And what Moore basically says is like Cass helped her out. Well, Cass, Cass and Reese helped her get out of the Court of Nightmares, and. It was a horrific backstory for such a bubbly character. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to point out too because Feyre realizes, okay, she's living proof that if somebody can go through something so horrible and so traumatic and still be able to see, not the bright side of things, but still be able to try to live her life to the best of her ability. Yes. That's inspiring. And I oh, feel like is. that was a turning point for her. Yeah, yeah. I think I yeah. think having more around and hearing Moore's backstory most definitely was like for Feyre, who was who's going through depression, who's going through all of these emotions after what she went through under the mountain. I think this was like a really good best friend, and this person has almost, if not more, of a tragic backstory. And she could just sit there and be like, "Look, you know, every day gets better. It's it's not you're not going to forget it entirely." But every day does get better. And yeah. I, like it was such a, such, like I said, such a tragic backstory for such a bubbly character. So that just made me love more even more. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, they've all agreed to head over to the mortal realm to meet at Feyre's family's house or manor. Right. Because they want to use that as kind of like their meeting point. Switzerland. It's their Switzerland. Yeah, they want to use that basically as like Switzerland. It's Switzerland. you with Twilight. Uh <laughs> They want to use that as like their meeting point for the mortals and the mortal queens and stuff like that. And Feyre's like, okay, I can convince 
them to help us. Yes. So then on to chapter 23. And basically what I put here was it was noted it's been a year since Feyre left. Crazy how much time has gone by between what happened to her initially and then what happened to her under the mountain and then now. Right. Like how much has transpired. Yeah. They do get to the family estate or to the family house. Feyre basically tells Az, Cass, and and Reese, hey, let me go in by myself first. Let me get everything settled because it's going to be a surprise for them to see me with pointy ears anyway. So let's let's just, you know, let me go in there and talk to my sisters. Um, and she does. Elaine and, uh, well, uh, first off, Elaine is engaged. Engaged to somebody who hates fairies. the fae people. Him and his father and his whole family have dedicated their lives to hunting down and slaughtering fae. Yeah, and like her ring is a big indicator of that. It's made out of iron, which we Even know she told them iron doesn't do shit. Right, but the, but other mortals don't know that. They they think iron does. Basically, Elaine and Nesta are happy to see Feyre, but surprised because obviously she doesn't yeah. look mortal. And so when Feyre basically tells them the entire story, Nesta is like, "So you did all that for a high lord, and you're no longer with this high lord," and she's like. Uh, like bitch you really had to go there <laughs> you really had to go there right fucking now right so now in, instead she like sits there she's like well do you want to meet the the other high lord that i'm in the court of and that moves on to chapter 24 where essentially the sisters meet the bat boys yes i said <laughs> when the servants are away the bat boys will come into play <laughs> Oh my god, but the best thing out of this whole, like, meeting and interaction, I will say, was Nesta and Cassian. That was it. Girl. That was the best thing ever. (laughs) Nesta has finally met her fucking match. Because she was in there talking big shit. Oh my god. About Yes. And about her, like, difference and appearance and stuff like that. Like, she actually made a choice to become Faye. And Cassian had to jump in her ass and be like, hey, listen, your sister died for us died for you cassian told her about herself yeah and she needed to be told about herself he's like i'm not gonna sugarcoat this shit i'm sitting at a table with somebody who didn't go out let her baby sister hunt could have been killed at any point in time then you let this girl end up in perinthian with some fairy you don't even know then she ended up under the mountain and she died for us for you and he's like i'm not about to let you insult her and my people at the same time. That's just not happening. Exactly. I was like, let's go. Cass. Yes. I was like, yes. Once Nesta was challenged, the whole time that he was there, it was just like a tit for tat, tit for tat, tit for tat. It was, but she, Nesta gave as good as she got, to be honest. Yeah. She gave as good mm-hmm. as she got. And it got to a point where, um, so we realized that uh, fairies really don't like human food. Yeah. I made a note of that. I was like, oh, okay. Because... We knew from A Court of Thorn and Roses that uh, wine, fairy wine, makes humans sick. But I thought it was interesting that regular food was, like, it doesn't taste well to them. They don't really like it. Which is weird, because what the fuck you're all eating in in Perithia? Right, exactly. And Feyre, you know, is trying not to be rude to her sisters, but Nesta picks up on it. And and there's an interaction that I thought, that had me cracking up. I, like, legit banged my head against the damn book. Because... (laughs) Because basically Nesta's like, oh, our food isn't good enough for you anymore. And like, Feyre's like, I can eat, drink, fuck, and fight just as well as I did before, if not better. I was like, yes. Okay. Yes. So I was like, oh. I was like, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, which, um, of course, led Cassie to choke on his water. 
And yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, is I, like, I, oh shit. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, to be a fly on the wall in that fucking room. Oh my God. Yeah. Like you said, it was a lot of tit for tat. It was a lot of um, Cassian defending Pharaoh, really. Yeah. To Nesta. That's really what it was, this chapter. I'm like, oh, do you have a little... Well, not... I, was, I think at first I was like, oh, yeah, he was doing it because fuck Nesta. But then I was like, oh, do you have a little crush on Feyre? No, I think Cassie, Cassian looks at Feyre as like a little sister. Ah, uh, I think it's it's a, it's a bond. I think he he sees her as... Because they have a lot of similarities. And we realize they that do. later on, they both st- were starving when they were little, when they were kids. They both had it very rough in childhood. So I think for him, he sees a very similar bond with her and he sees her and as he wants a little to protect sister. Her. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Let's go, Broco. Let's go. So after dinner and stuff like that, Nessa is like, oh, I'm assuming that you'll be spending the night. It's kind of like a, kind of an invitation, but like a backhanded, backhanded one. Backhanded one. It was like, oh, all right, so you guys are spending the night? Feyre is like, yes, please. And Reese asked for two rooms next to each other. Now, if you can Not see three. the face that I wrote in my notes... I saw this on Instagram. I was cracking up. I was like, he said two rooms, not three? It's the one bedroom. No, legit. Because I like sat there. I was like, hold up. I was like, I can understand. I can understand Cassie and Az sharing a room. Or maybe you, Cassie and Az, sharing a room. But But you and and Phaedra? I was like, you guys haven't so, shared a room in Valaris. What are y'all doing sharing a room in the whole room? I was like, oh, bitch. Especially in this house, it has multiple rooms. I'm like, okay, okay, let's see what we're about to get into. And before Feyre can even protest, Reese summons, like, his own bed out of thin his air. His own cot. Like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> and, like, in this chapter, Reese basically it does not like Nesta. You could tell. Yeah. He can handle Elaine, but he doesn't really like Nesta. Nesta. Because um, I wanted to bring this up because this is when Feyre says, oh, okay, but you're not going to say shit about As, Cass, and more? Yes. And he was like, hey, watch your mouth now. Don't, yes. He definitely just say it like that. He's public. like, don't do that. <laughs> I can't save you from their wrath. <laughs> yep. So that was interesting because at that point, it's like, okay, so Reese does know about whatever it is that's happening with that part of the group. He just chooses not to acknowledge it for his because own he, safety. Right, because he's like, listen, mm. like just, just like what he does with a- Amran, where he's like, I'm just not going to, I'm going to step back from this one. That's not my fight. Right, I'm going to let them duke it out. I'm going to let them handle it. At the end of the day, we'll be good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> basically. Yeah, he also, at this point, Reese and Feyre, they're talking a little bit more. They're getting to know each other a little bit more. He has asking her about her birthday. He says he set up a account for her in Valara so that she can have her own money and stuff like that. And I just thought it was interesting because it's like they're taking the time to get to really know each other. They're getting, they're taking the time to build a foundation. Exactly. Yes. That is what a foundation is for a relationship. Taking yep. the time to get to know that person before you just jump right into it. Yep. And it's like, I feel like her relationship with Reese is already 10 times better Most than definitely. it was with Tamlin. And it's not, it's, it's because Reese is taking it slow. Cause yeah. he, he could have just been like, all right, we, we speeding this up. Give me the drawers. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I guarantee you she wouldn't have been like, no, no person the wiser. She okay, and just took him right off. But it's nice that he's taking it slow, that he's like, I want to get to know you. Like, yes, I'm attracted to you. However, 
that's not the reason why I want to get to know you. Like, there are other things right. about you that I want to get to know. And I'm like, exactly. just I'm like, this is a babe. <laughs> like, this is a babe. <laughs> oh, All right. God. So moving on to chapter 25, this was also a very short chapter. Yeah. Essentially, this chapter starts off with Reese training Feyre um, on her powers because he's really the only one that can. Granted, it's because he also gave her a little spark of his own powers. So he's the he's the one that knows all the courts. He's the one that would be able to tell her which power comes from which court. And so he's the one that's training her on those powers. And then, of course, Feyre's like, can you leave? Because I can't concentrate. Right? She's like, I'm super distracted. He's like, oh, is it my presence? Yeah. She's like, yes, it is. You just cannot. Could you not? Um, the thing that got me was he's like, all right, well, I'll go ahead. Just give a shout down the bond if you need me. I'll come faster if you rub the eye on your palm in certain body parts. Yo! Yeah! <laughs> I like sat there. I was like, okay, Reese. All right, I'll see you. Oh I'll see my you. God. I was like, okay, Reese. You're doing a lot. You're doing mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. This was also the chapter that they were, Morgan was like, are they texting? What's going on here? Because like- They are. They're basically texting like- she finds a little slip of paper. I can't remember if it's in her pocket or whatever, but she finds a little slip of paper and a pen and the ink appears like he's writing to her. It almost now reminds me of like some Harry Potter shit. Yeah. Where you like write on a, a, on piece, a piece of paper. paper. And you yes. But yeah, they're pretty much like medieval texting each other. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm bored. what are you doing? <laughs> you up? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> oh my God. He says something sweet about like, Oh, your writing is so lovely, and life is always better when you're around. I was like, oh. And of course, you know, she's like, you're a shameless flirt. And then yes. this, this is when shit hits the fan. The Ator of Yes! <laughs> the Ator snatches that bitch up by the edges and is like, yeet. So moving on to chapter 26. Feyre is like, oh, shit. Like, they didn't know what happened to the Ator. They just know that he, like, disappeared out after Amarantha died. And so yeah. he appears, he grabs Feyre. She's trying to struggle with him, but I think at some point she stops. Yeah, because he tells her, he's like, if you don't, he's like, if you don't stop, I'm pretty much going to split you open or some shit like that. Yeah. And so she stops and she's trying to assess how to get out of the situation. Um, But I think at that point, Reese shows up and does his like mind trick thing on the Ator and they both drop. He's asking the Ator like some questions or whatever. And the Ator is basically saying they have allies in every territory and every court. So I was thinking to myself, does that mean even in the night court? I don't know. They don't have know. allies? Um, And then, like, Reese is, like, asking him, like, where's the king or whatever. Like, because we all know that the Ator is now allied with the king. Like, he might have been allied with Amarantha. Like, that was his master. But the king currently is his master. Exactly. Because after Amber Alert died, he didn't have anybody to report to. <laughs> now he reports to Big Daddy Kane. Uh, and he's saying the Big Daddy Kane wanted to kidnap Feyre. Yeah. So Big Daddy Kane knows um, about Feyre. Exactly. He knows about so Feyre. So I'm like, I don't know if he knows about her power. But he knows she was he brought back. He probably does. It could be that he knows that she was brought back from the dead. And he wants to, but he probably knows, okay, she was brought back from the dead. This has only happened like once or twice before where somebody was changed into a high fae. I wonder if she has something special about her and if I can use it against Perithian. So maybe he does think she's special, but I don't think he knows that she has all of the powers of the court. Oh, no, probably not. Yeah, because nobody else knows that except for Reese and Tamlin and Lucian. And Lucian. And a a Nath. And a Nath. 
Yeah. Talkative ass bitch. I uh, know. I hate her. Um. So anyway, so they they trapped the Ator and basically Reese gives the Ator to Az. Um, and Az is basically going to torture him. Like, that's what the insinuation. So that was very exciting to read about. I was like, oh, okay. But then this is when we realized that Reese actually used Feyre as bait. He knew the yeah. Ator was hunting Feyre, which to her, she was like, okay, so Tamlin wasn't wrong in a sense. Does that excuse what he did? Fuck no. And this basically pissed Feyre the fuck off. She was like, how dare you use me like as bait? She's so angry with Reese. And Reese is laughing. He's like chuckling. He's like trying to make very light of the situation. Feyre's not having it. Um, so Feyre... No actually winnows because he was he's winnowing and he's trying to get her he was like using her anger and trying to get her to use her powers and he kept winnowing and she was like i need to get i need to get a hold of him because i want to fucking punch him right she's like i'm gonna strangle the shit out of him right and so she just kept trying and trying and trying and finally she winnowed and when she did like it moves on to chapter 27 and reese is like happy she winnowed but then realizes like oh shit i fucked up yeah she's seriously mad and it's like i get it he's trying to figure out what exactly i guess pushes her to use her powers and he's like okay it's definitely anger and rage that is like the most effective Mm -hmm. but this time he pushed her way too far i agree yeah yeah um so chapter 27 was super short she does catch up to reese she pushes him and then he's kind of like you know i'm sorry let's go back to valaris and she basically to be mean and to make him feel a certain type of way she's like valaris is not my home she hurt his feelings i was like you bitter bitch she did she did hurt his feelings <laughs> so moving on to chapter 28 i just made a note and i was like cassian really likes verbally sparring with nesta <laughs> Oh my God, he does. That's like, literally, they are meant for each other. They're like each other's, like, they're each other's mate. I'm surprised the mating bond didn't just snap into place right there. You know what? It probably did. And neither of them wanted to, neither of them wanted to acknowledge it. It probably did. The mating bond probably snapped into place. Because um, when she's standing on the porch and Cassian flies away, she's like looking after him in the doorway Mm -hmm. before she goes back inside. And I was like, oh Yeah. Mm-hmm. they're gonna be mates i can feel it i can see that too i was like these mm-hmm. two are it these are it um i could definitely feel that but another thing that happens in this chapter is reese as a way of having favor forgive him for what he did he allows her to see what he saw when he had when he was in the chamber with as 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 tortured the atar the mm-hmm. Ator or whatever. <laughs> uh, I said Atar. The wretched creature, as he tortured the wretched creature, yeah. Which they did in Hewn City, which is the Court of Nightmares. Yes, which is perfect because that's the appropriate place to be doing that in. Yeah. The important thing, though, that I noticed too when he was showing her the memories and what the Ator was saying, the Ator is basically like, it's common knowledge now for everyone. Everybody knows that you left the Spring Court or that uh, Feyre left the Spring Court. Spring Court, yeah. Like everybody knows. That's the T. And Az is also monitoring the situation in the Spring Court because they think, they're not sure, but they think Tamlin might try to be, you know, coming up there to claim her back and go to war with the Night Court. I said I take that as like they're they're trying to check and make sure that they're prepared in case Tamlin goes ballistic. Yeah, basically. Yeah, which he will. I don't know when, 
but he will. They're basically saying like Tamlin will fly off his hinges at some point. Like he's just gonna... if he hasn't already. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, true. And um, she takes that time to be like, okay, well, I'm gonna write a letter. I'm gonna write a letter. <laughs> she definitely did. She was like, I'm gonna write a letter. My thing is though, she writes this letter, but Tamlin probably doesn't know that she knows how to write because exactly. he wasn't teaching her he's how gonna to be write. Like, no. This isn't from her. She doesn't know how to read or write. I never taught her. I made sure of it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No. Exactly. So my <laughs> thing is, is like, my thing is, is like, she had this good intention of like, letting him know like, hey, I'm safe. I'm good. I'm happy. Don't come looking for me. I'm okay. She wanted to give Tamlin that closure. But the thing is, is like, as we've just discussed, Tamlin... Never, like, for him, I never taught her how to read or write. So, he's going to look at this damn letter and be like, who the fuck wrote this letter? Because she doesn't know how to write. Right. And then we find out and be like, this bitch is reading and writing. Blasphemy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Also, she then afterwards says to Reese, what's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Ah, she definitely did. And he's like, oh, damn, Shadi, you going to let a high lord take you out? You going to let a high lord wine and dine you? It was so cute. So cute. Yeah. So she's getting ready, and the twins are basically in her room helping her. Then Amron walks in, and the twins, like, poof, disappear. And Amron makes an interesting comment, like, oh, they're probably going to tell Azriel my every move. To which we find out Azriel has the twins spying on Amron because he doesn't trust her. So again, I raised the question, is this bitch really on their side? Um, I like her. I'm going to I'm going to choose to think I like that her she too. is. But we've been betrayed before. This is true. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say this. She's, I like to be her. <laughs> you said you're going to what? I said I'm going to say this. I like to be her. I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm like oh, I'm, I'm really on. hoping. I'm really hoping come that she's a good person. Oh god. All right. But at the end, she does She does kind of, uh, I guess, not revive herself. She does kind yeah. of redeem herself. And she tells Feyre, oh, yeah, I just gave you the amulet because you needed something to believe in. Yeah, it was like a placebo. It was a Which placebo. Was nice. It was something that she, like, basically told her had powers, yeah. really didn't. And she's and Feyre's like, well, why was Reese constantly looking at it? She was like, probably because he gave it to me, like, years ago. And he's never seen it since. So moving on to chapter 29, even though Feyre was like, hey, take me out to dinner, Everybody went to dinner. The entire inner circle yes, went to dinner. She was like, that's not what I meant, but okay. Yeah, so everybody ends up out and about. Um, they do find a restaurant that's like carved into the mountainside. Oh my God. You know what it reminded me of? Greece. Yes. Uh-huh. I thought the exact same thing when I read it. I was like, oh God, Morgan's going to have flashbacks. I want to go back. Yep. So yeah, so they find this restaurant and Reese knows the woman by name. They sit down. She's like, the owner is like, everybody gets fed here. Everybody's going to eat here. And, of course, we all know Amran is with them. Um, Amran don't eat food, so... Mm, we find out what she eats, though. Lo and behold, the owner comes over and was like, I got you. And she gives Amran a glass of red liquid. Um, Amran's a vampire. Like, I told you nobody leaves here hungry. <laughs> right, she definitely did say that. She's like, nobody leaves here hungry. Amran's a vampire. I'm calling it right now. This bitch drinks blood. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. My question too is, how did the restaurant owner know how to spice the blood for her? It seemed that she knew her. Okay. It, I read it. I read it, and I was like, hold up. 
Because it seemed like the owner knew of her or knew what she yeah. was. I think she knew she knew of her and she was like, oh, she, oh okay. She I got you. She's like, I got you. And she's like, I got you. And Emran's like, hmm, the blood is spiced perfectly. And Pharaoh's like, what? The, <laughs> the owner was like, oh, we're going to kill the beast anyway for the meeting for, for tomorrow. So here you go. Yeah. Yeah. This bitch was taking blood bags to go. She hungry. All right. She hungry. Ah, That's fine. As long as she ain't um, sucking anybody's blood that we care about. Once Amran is leaving with the bags of blood to go, everybody else is like, all right. More is like, I want to go dancing. You know, that type of person. And this immediately (laughs) makes ass sit there. He's like, bet, I'm in. Let's go. And Cass is like, well, if y'all two are going, I'm going. I guess I'm going. I'm not going to dance. I'm going to drink. Basically. The thruple is going to dance and drink. The thruple is going out. So, of course, it leaves Reese and Feyre by themselves. And Feyre, like, she was like, this shit made me scared. She's like, I was more than happy to turn around and go help Amran with her bags of blush. Bro, I was like, are you serious right now, Feyre? Oh, my God. It's like, as soon as I think you're making progress, you take three fucking steps backwards. But they do end up, like, walking home together. Yeah. And they stop at the artist quarter again. Yep. And Feyre actually says, like, this is the first time in a long time where she's actually felt alive, which is really, really, like, nice to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a um, another like key key conversation where Feyre asks him like why he never got married or anything like that and why he never found a mate. And Reese is basically telling her, you know, marrying me means that you have a target on your back for the rest of your life. Our children would have a target on their backs for the rest of their life. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know if I could deal with that. I know for certain they can't deal with that. So even if I did want to marry them or even if they did want to marry me, you know, it just, it wouldn't happen. They'd say no. I mean, it was kind of heartbreaking to hear that because it's almost like, it was. you know, he's a good guy. He seems to be a good guy. And the fairy world or the fairy realm perceives, or Perinthian really, perceives him a certain way. And it, it's just, the reputation is what's keeping him from having a, a, a wife, a partner and stuff. Right. Um, But it's also his price to pay for protecting Valaris. Valaris. Yeah. You know, because yep. that them seeing him as a threat, them seeing as the almighty and all powerful and stuff like that, it keeps people from fucking with his territory. So it's a double edged sword. True. And he's he does say that there was a time when the court of nightmares was the night court. Um, But then yeah. there was a high lord way back when who really wanted a, a place of their own. And that's how Valaris came to be. And that high lord made it so that every high lord would preserve Valaris for what it was. And that's when the high. That's when the courts became two courts. Became the court of dreams mm-hmm. and the court of nightmares. And what's also interesting is that neither of them know about. I think it's. I think this is what he implied that the people in the court of nightmares don't know about Valaris. No. And the people in Valaris don't know about the court of nightmares. Correct. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you- <laughs> it's really good though. I mean, it. it it was it's, a really interesting, crazy. yeah, it's really interesting. And then um, he also mentions how he, it's really hard to tell with Az 
about Az's temper and what's going on with Az, Azriel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, Cassian's very easy to read. He's a very easy person. And I mean, I think we can all tell. We're all like, he's a really cuddly bear. Like, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Azriel is, like, Reese says, Azriel is different. Like, there's a rage under there that he just doesn't know, can't figure out. And Jasper, that- <laughs> without the Confederate... Uh, situation war shit situation. yeah <laughs> right exactly but then oh, the, another uh, go ahead oh sorry i think we were about to talk about the same thing was it the music yes yes yes, yes. oh my god it was so when sweet. i read so that sweet. i was like oh my god yeah yeah i know like she stops on the street and she's like that sounds super familiar and she figures out it's the song that she heard in her cell when she was like breaking mm-hmm. and she figures out she's like reese you sent the song to me in my cell and he was like i couldn't figure out how to save you you were like you were breaking. You were giving up. You were dying mentally as this well as like physically. And I was like, oh my god! I want to know exactly what was the moment. What was the exact moment in a court of thorn and roses that he fell in love with her? Ooh. I need to know. Okay. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he'll tell her as we go on. Maybe like we'll in see. a type of you are the bane of my existence and the <gasps> object of all my desires type way. Oh my god! Yes, that was the best line out of Bridgerton. You are the bait. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm going to watch that tonight. You're With my wine and pizza. But then it gets even better because they get back to the house and now they're sexting. They're sexting. It was like, hold up. It was like, uh, Reese basically started off with, I might be a shameless flirt, but at least I don't have a horrible temper. You should come tend to my wounds from our squabble in the snow. I bruised all over thanks to you. To which, then it was said, go lick your wounds and leave me be. And then, I'd much rather you licked my wounds for me. What? (laughs) What? Wait, but then, but then, the best part was, Feyre was like, okay. And where should I lick? <laughs> Correct. She went for it. She fucked. She could have left it at where, where he where he left it. You know what I mean? She could have not oh responded. My God. And instead, she no, said, "No, this came to play." Yes. <laughs> then she was like, "Exactly where, like, like lick you where exactly?" And then, of course, because he is our flirt, he says, "Where wherever you want to lick me, Farah." Ah! <laughs> my God. And she was like, "You're horrible at licking," because he licked her eyelash in a quarter thorn and roses, and he was like. I'm actually very good at licking. I can come and give you a demonstration. And she's like, good night. My God, it was the best. It was the best. I literally was like, tell me why I laughed out loud like a witch's brouhaha. And Markel was like, ayo, don't ever do that again. You scared the (laughs) shit out of me. I banged my head against the fucking book. I was like, oh my God. And another important thing to note, that's the first night that she was able to actually sleep through the entire night. Like she had a nightmare, but she didn't wake from the nightmare and vomit. Like and she usually does. And shit like that. Like, yeah. Um, and then we move on to chapter 30. And basically, as we all remember, I think this is when Cassian, yeah, Cassian's like showing her how to fight. So yeah. when she came back from the Weaver, as we all remember, she turned to Cassian and she was like, "Um, you won't teach me how to fight. I got to learn. So this is basically that. Cassian is basically telling her how to actually punch. And then Reese and Azriel are training and her and Cass take a break. And she turns around shirtless. and this bitch is oogling. Like she's just staring dead straight at Reese with all the tattoos. And, like, Cassian's like, oh, yeah, yeah, the tattoos, we get them at, like, the Illyrian camp. Like, they're Illyrian tattoos. And Vera's like, okay, 
I'm looking at it because of the body that is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just say it was the tattoos. The right, tattoos. exactly. Yeah. It's like shameless. Shameless. But then she also she also says that like her, the tattoo that was given to her under the mountain, so the tattoo that's on her arm, is very similar to the Illyrian tattoos. And um, I think Cass mentions like the tattoos are for like glory or something, and like Pharaoh's like maybe that was Reese's own way of like basically saying you know for her to win your warrior for her right for her to win in glory and stuff like that and I was like damn yeah I was like okay it's just like when you look back at everything that happened in Akatar with him and now you're reading a court of mist and fury just like damn I missed that damn I missed that. So it was that was a really a cool moment. And of course, cool Cass moment. being Cass, um, he turns around. He asked, "Yes, he had to fuck it up." He asked Feyre. He's like, "So we gonna talk about that letter you sent Tamlin, Bruh! First of all, none of your none of your fucking business, Cassian. And she snapped back. She did. And she's like, "Are we gonna talk about you more in Asriel?" He's like, "Oh, or how you have a thing for more?" And he's like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> whoa." whoa. <laughs> that he's like basically okay so essentially what happened was reese told as because as is out, out and about spying and i told as he needs to tell me anything that he knows because if i'm training you i gotta know stuff and i was like oh so you yeah. gossip y'all gossip i was like okay and he basically said to her he's like all right since you got so much mouth get back in the ring let's go break is over and so she's like training and doing her stuff but as she's training she's literally thinking about everything that has happened. Like the shit starts to set in again. And she's like, I went through all of these things for love. I died for love. For one man. Like one man. For one man. One fey man. I fought for it. Like, and she was like, I was blinded from love to actually see his temper and who he really was. Yep. Especially once he got his powers back and he made her feel powerless. Yep. I really love this line where it says she acknowledges He'd fought for me, but I fought harder for him. Yes, exactly. Yep. And I was like, it's, I mean, it's not a lie. No, not at all. She, it's she died for him. She died for she, him. Bro, when she literally, and we talked about this on the last episode of Akatar, when she was literally like, I was dying on the floor and he was groveling. That's it. Instead of trying to get up and fight like Reese was fighting. Exactly. I was like, yeah, 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 girl. Yeah. And then she also says out loud because it's still weighing on her soul that she killed those innocent fairies she's like i killed them for you like i killed innocent people yeah like she's literally she's going through her head and then all of a sudden she punches a fiery hole through the sparring gloves and Cass is like it's all right i got you yes and that's when she says out loud she's like i killed them he's like i know but then she also says it should have been me yeah and like and it, and um, that that there there it was. That's what she needed to say out loud. She'd been saying it yeah, in her head. Because it's been eating her alive. Yep, she'd been saying it in her head, and that's what she needed to say out loud that it should have been me. You know, she's she breaks down. That's her breaking moment. And the sun is blocked out, and when she looks up, Reese has her cocooned in his his wings, and he's like looking down at her and stuff, and he's he's like talking to her. He's like basically like, listen, you're gonna have that weight on you. For the rest of your life. But the thing is, is you're going to have to live with it if you want to have a happy life. They also realize that the fiery, uh, fiery hands, they come from the autumn court. Solution has fiery hands. 
<laughs> he wants all the smoke. He wants all the smoke. Except for a nave. She can go somewhere else. Except for a nave. No, she needs to go. He also, at the or around this time, asks her to summon darkness. Yeah. And when she struggles, he, like, helps. Like, he does it for her. And, yeah. Um, puts like stars in the sky and stuff like that when it vanishes he's like okay well, you know we'll we'll work on it but right now you need to take a shower and that's how the chapter ends. he was like you stink that's how the chapter ends um but it's like it's always i wanted to point that out because it's always this dynamic with him and Feyre where it's like he'll push her he'll push her he'll push her they'll go tip for tat but he always knows when she's feeling a certain type of way yeah and that's when he gets serious and he's like hey I'm here for you. I know what you're going through. We can fight it. We can fix it. Whatever. Together. So he's at this point, I wrote down, I was like, he's basically waiting for her to fall for him because he's already fallen for her. Mm-hmm. He's just I waiting agree. for agree. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a man. Like, oh. That's a man. <laughs> so Daddy. <laughs> moving on to chapter 31. We're back with Cassian. He's basically telling favorite, yo, don't dance on your toes. I need you to do better. Then him... And Amran kind of get into a little bit of a fight. Um, yes. And <laughs> she threatens to castrate him. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to get rid of your favorite part, how little it is. I was like, damn, Amran. Um, and then <laughs> and then Moore comes in and Moore is like, hey, you know, we're all supposed to be here. And like, Cass is like, why are you here? And she's like, well, Reese is coming. He's got stuff to tell us. And she's like, Amran was supposed to tell y'all. And Amran's like, oops, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> And Cass is like, you've been here for fucking two hours. Like, what the fuck? Right, and then say shit. The other thing, too, is that Cass gets really upset because Moore disappeared from, I guess, uh, wherever they went. Because they've been going out frequently. Yeah. Cassian is like, you disappeared last night. You didn't tell me where you went. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were my keeper. He's like, well, you didn't tell As where you went either. Yeah. And Moore is kind of being secretive she's being elusive about where she went when she left yeah elusive she's being like very vague Cass is very pissed off with her about it i was trying to think i was like mm, what what's going on like that just solidified like what you said earlier that they all have like a thing they got a thing Cassian going. maybe used to have a thing for yeah. her but yeah i was wondering if she went like on a secret mission perhaps maybe i, I know that like it, it definitely is very apparent that Cass and as are very protective of more um and like i can understand when i can understand reese being protective of her because that's his family that's his cousin Mm -hmm. um but for Cass and as i'm sure they all grew up together but there's way there's way more there and so i'm just sitting there i'm like okay what's is is this a consensual thruple or is this a love triangle do both of them love more does more love one and the other one loves more do you get what i'm saying like that's what i'm trying to figure out so I'm sure that it'll probably come about in later chapters. Yeah. Because I'm sure whatever mm-hmm. it is, is going to change the dynamic of the entire Oh, absolutely. Of their whole relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then basically what happens is Reese comes in and he's like, so we're going to go to the summer court. Well, not all of us, but Amran, Feyre, and himself. To which Cass mm-hmm. is like, um, excuse me, I should go. And then he brings up the fact that he's like, Cass, you are banned for life. You fucked from up a the building. Summer court. You fucked up a building. That's what happened. And then Cass had the audacity to be like, one building, one building, and they can't forget. Bro, you destroyed their property. Like, of course they're never gonna fucking invite you back. That's basic common sense. Oh, one thing I do want to point out, right before Reese disappears, when Feyre is like asking him questions about going to the summer court the next day. Mm-hmm. 
he basically says, I can't remember what she says to him. Are you on that page right now? Uh, it's page 306. It's basically, she tells him, you haven't been able to keep away from me since Kalaname. Kalaname? Kalanmai. 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 Yeah. It seems. And then he like turns around and says to her, I can't wait to see what that sharp tongue of yours do at the summer yeah, court. He basically is like, I can't wait to see what that mouth do. <laughs> reread that that page i was like wait what like wait 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 wait. you're not gonna speed past that like you may say what you just said right exactly uh then we move on to chapter 32 and basically it's just amran and Feyre and reese cassian couldn't convince reese to go like to let him go um and then Azrael is like on a spy mission so it's legit just the three of them mm-hmm. and they end up going to the summer court they get greeted by um Tar- tarquin yeah, who is now the High Lord, High Lord of the Summer Court. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is why they're there. Their mission is to find the other half of the book, right, that is yeah. in the Summer Court. Um, they're going to use Feyre again as a metal detector to <laughs> figure out where this half of the book is at. And so Tarquin is very nice when they get there. Uh, there's also Princess Cressida. Cressida and, and then her brother. Her younger brother, Varen. Varen? Yeah, I think it's Varen. And it's like with them and with the other guards, there's a lot of tension there. Yeah. Because of Reese's, you know, reputation, which precedes him. Yep. But I also forgot that he actually killed one of the people from the summer court under the mountain, even though it was out of mercy. Even Tarquin says that, like, they understand that, like, Reese kind of did a mercy thing. So this, because of that, is why Tarquin is like, I think we could work together. I think we could and be allies. allies. Yeah. yeah. I think in this one, oh my God, in this one, not Tarquin looking at Feyre's chest and Reese saying, oh, her boobs are delicious apples, aren't they? I was like, hey, yo. Feyre, I give it to her, give props because she comes back with her sassiness and she's like, and here I thought you were fascinated with my mouth. <laughs> yes, she did. In this chapter, some of the most important things while they're having dinner, um, we learn that Cal and May is actually approaching soon again. Yeah. And Feyre is kind of, I guess, a little bit concerned because she's like, well, Tamlin always does the right and I'm not there. So is he going to... He about to get busy with somebody else. I.E. Anath. I know he is. Yeah, it's... Ugh. Also, Feyre's wondering at this point if Tarquin can feel his own magic in her because sometimes he's eyeing her like he's a little suspicious. Yeah. And Cressida is being a really big bitch to Feyre. Oh, she basically threatens to tell Tamlin that she's in the summer court. Uh-huh. I was like... And she's like, well, if he claims you, then we have no other choice than to return his property to him. And Feyre's like, I'm not property. And Cressida's like, but you are. You are property. And Reese has to step in and be like, listen, you're going to put some respect on her name. Without her... You would not be sitting here. So how about you bring that on back in? She was, I didn't like her. I didn't like her either. And it seemed like she was actually maybe a little bit jealous. I don't know what the fuck the I problem agree. is. I agree. I agree. But I didn't, after that, I really didn't like it. Um. No. So the plan is that Feyre flirts with Tarquin to see if he, w- he will reveal the book or for mm-hmm. her to at least figure out somehow where the book is at. Reese is going to distract Cressida. And Amran is distracting Var- Varian? Varian, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan. 
right? And of course, Feyre is doing just that. She is warming up to Tarquin. So then we move on to chapter 33. This chapter. Basically, Reese barges into her room and he's like, you need to focus on the mission. And she's like, bitch, I am focused on the mission. No, because he <laughs> legit says, he tells her, you need to do anything you, you have to in order to, to get this mission done. And then she looks at him flat in the face and she's like, if I fucked him for it, what would you do? And Reese, Reese looks at her and he basically is like, you're always free to do what you want with whomever you want. So if you want to ride him, go ahead. I was like, <laughs> I was like, if these two just don't smash already, my God. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm so, she's just, oh, the both of them, this tension, this whole thing. I can't, I can't. She also is able to control her, her summer court uh, powers, which is like water. She's a waterbender. Yeah, like Avatar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she she also wonders if that's because she's close, like she's in the summer court and she's close to Tarquin. Because I she's had like, that question yeah. as well. So is it like whatever power resonates with her, does it become stronger to whichever high lord that she's closer to or close to at the time? Maybe, because that would explain. Well, no. Okay, wait, because... Remember when she, I don't think so, because remember when she jumped into Lucian's head? She wasn't next to, um, to Oh, Reese yeah, you're when right. That you're happened. Right. So it's really, I don't, I don't know. She's claiming that maybe the reason she can control these powers uh, is because she's close to Tarquin. But as I said, like, she wasn't close to Reese when that happened and she jumped into And she into was still Lucian's able to head. jump into yeah. his mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still a mystery to me, but yeah. we'll probably get a little bit more of that later. Oh, another important thing. Reese asked Feyre if she would even want to go back, if she would want to go back to Tamlin if, you know, he went to war over her. And she says she would go back only to stop the fighting, but she wouldn't necessarily want to go. Yeah, she's tired of the fighting and shit. I like, because she says he did, he, like, he did, does love me. And then Reese is like, the issue isn't whether he loves you, it's how much, too much love can be poisoned. I was exactly. like, ooh, Reese exactly. is dropping all types of knowledge. Okay. Because he's he was like, he locked you up like you were possession. He didn't want anybody else to know about you, that you were all his. Like, he didn't want you to leave. He didn't want you to go anywhere. He didn't want you to do anything. Like, And that's that's on borderline obsession. It is, yeah. Um, In this chapter, I wanted to bring up in chapter 33 that Tarquin does ask Feyre about the mortal realm and she tells him how brutal it is or can be. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he asks her if war came, would you spare them? Would you spare the mortal realm or would you spare humans? And I thought that was really interesting because it seems like he's trying to gauge what side she's on. And what side he might want to be on, and, to be honest. Yeah. But honestly, in the previous chapter, when he and Cressida, or when Cressida was being a big bitch, he was just like, oh, I'm sorry for her. She's just trying to protect our people because we've been through so much. And we do not want to fight. Right. So I thought that was super interesting because you're telling me you don't want to fight. And then you're asking me if I would spare the mortal realms. So now I'm automatically thinking you might be on the side of Hyrule. Also, another thing to note in this chapter is Tarquin doesn't like classism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't like it. And so he wants to get rid of it, actually. That's something that Favor makes note of. Uh, because Reese kind of mentioned the same thing, almost. And so she she makes note of that. Yeah. And of course, she notices that Reese and Cressida are nowhere to be found. So move on to chapter yep. 34. 
<laughs> bitch is mad mad. Feyre is like, listen, if this dude took this bitch to bed, I'm not going to, to breakfast. Fuck it. So she legit avoided Reese that entire time. Then she finally gets out of bed. She immediately like beelines over to Tarquin and she doesn't even make any type of eye contact with Reese. And then she's like, oh, are you ready to go on like that stroll that you mentioned? And he's like, yeah. And then to nobody in particular, she's like, see you later. Right. And then she turned like she turns to Tarquin and she's like beaming at him, giving them this like the smile, genuine smile. Yeah. She's like, I haven't given that smile to anybody in a minute. And she just like dips. And I was like, oh, you're being so petty. Petty, petty. Pettiness, yo. So then in this chapter, I think is when he takes her to the treasure trove. And he acknowledges that like, he really doesn't think Reese is all that bad. He actually says, I think he might have been her whore to spare us all from her full attention. Yeah. And she was like, like, I'm not going to confirm or deny that because, you know. Oh, my God. It's not my story. It's not my story to tell. Yeah. Yeah, it's not my story to tell. So then when they're in the trove, Feyre notes two different pieces of jewelry. She notes the ruby red, and then she notes this all black diamond situation. And when she notes that one, Tarquin sees that she's interested, and he's like, take it. And she's like, um, excuse me, what? And he's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's like trying to build a rapport with her, and he's like, you know... I want to give this as a gift to you for saving our lives. And if you won't take it as that, then take it as like a gift of maybe we can be allies. Like you can be our connection in the night court. Yeah, exactly. Um, And like from there, you know, she does take it at that point because she's like, if I say no, like that a refusal is like a slap in the face. I have a question for you because I just now thought about this. Do you think her choice between the red and the black was a choice ultimately between Tamlin and Reese? I absolutely do. Yes. Because out of everything... You, she's being drawn to dark stuff. She's being drawn to like dark colors. The fact that she looks better in the night court attire than she did in the spring court attire. The fact that she feels so much, like so much normalcy in the night court and with Valaris and the inner circle feels more like family than I hate to say it, but Lucian and Tamlin or and even Alice, like. Yeah. It's so much showing that she belongs in the night court than she ever did in the spring court. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Same. Um, same for same. Okay. So then once she gets the jewels, the family jewels, she ends up back. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> once she gets the family jewels, guys, she ends up back in her room. And lo and behold, Reese is in there and he's like, so did you get the book? Like, bro, and she's like, no, I got jewelry. And he's like, well, shit, Feyre, I could have bought you fucking jewelry. I could have bought you jewelry. jewelry. Yes, <laughs> I was like, that was the best line. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, she basically tells Reese, like, she's like, look, I know that you want, you know, I know that the, this is the plan to steal from him, but he seems to be a really nice guy. He seems to want to be your ally. Maybe if you just talk to him, if you just ask him for the book, he'll be more than happy to give it to you. And like, this, this shit spirals. It spirals. It does. They get into like a whole fucking tit for tat argument situation. Yeah, because he's like, Reese- do you think I love, like, he's like, do you think I like flirting with a lonely female, like, to get information and da da da, whatever. And like, he's like, oh no, but it's the job. Just like you should be doing your job, not smiling yeah. at Tarquin. Like, he's easy to love. He basically admits, like, he, he is jealous. He's yeah. not jealous of, like, Tarquin, but he's jealous of the fact that, like, she said that Tarquin would be easy to love. 
and yes. that he's not. Like, yeah. he feels like he's not because of that whole situation with him and the night court protecting his people. Like, he knows that whoever is his mate is going to be a target forever. And yeah. so something clicks into place for Feyre there, and they reconcile over a drink. Uh, but I thought it was really interesting because we rarely, rarely see Reese himself be vulnerable. Like, we see him yeah. in a fit of rage. We see him, like, fight. We see him try to console Feyre, but we never see him himself too much, not too much, admitting that he's vulnerable. And I like seeing that about him. I really like this, though, this little part where it says, because once she has that realization, she's like, the court of dreams, the people who knew that there was a price, one worth paying for that dream, the bastard-born warriors, the Illyrian half-breed, the monster trapped in the beautiful body, the dreamer born into a court of nightmares, and the huntress with an artist's soul. I sat there, I was like, oh, okay. I know. I like that. I was like, oh. (laughs) It was so cute. Um, yeah. And then we move on to chapter 35. Uh, and then at this point, Feyre is still looking for the book. She still hasn't yeah. found it. Um, Reese and Amran have given her um, basically time. They, they've gone into meetings with, I think, Turquoise and, Turquoise and, um, and everybody else. Tar- I'm saying, there we go, Tarquin. I'm saying his name Not wrong, Turquoise. Sorry. <laughs> Tarquin. Um. So, like, they go into meetings with them, and this gives Feyre time to basically walk around and try to see if, like, her metal-detecting powers will <laughs> hint at the book. And they actually do, I think. Yeah, that's point. when she finds, when she's walking back up to the uh, the castle or whatever they're staying, she notices the tower yes. that's kind of covered in, like, seaweed and, yeah. and stuff like that. and. She's never noticed it before because the tide comes in and covers it. Exactly. So it's only visible during some parts of the day. And she feels like a weird connection to that tower. She's like, okay, I think the book is in there. But yes. I have to be absolutely sure before I say anything. Yep. So she brings it up at dinner very casually. And immediately, immediately he's like, oh, shit. And mm. then, of course, at this point, yeah. though, this is when something really interesting happens. Because she actually uses... Reese's powers uh, like the mind control ability she uses it as if she was a professional as if she knew how to use it yes right like she saw Tarquin's shield in his mind she was able to imitate that uh that she was also a part of the shield and a part of the waves in his mind and a part of the waves in his thoughts and she was basically implanting her own thoughts into his head like Feyre's not a threat Feyre's or threat Feyre's not a threat Feyre is your friend. You have every reason to trust her. And so he's thinking that these thoughts are his own. He's like, oh yeah, like we can go by there tomorrow. Like I'll take you to the mainland and you can see, you know, all the stuff. The best part was she did this to him. And then Reese was doing this to Cressida and Varian. I was like, this bitch is like a fey Jedi. (laughs) But I was like, that's super cool. That was super cool how she did that. It was that. really interesting, yeah. Yeah. And then when they get back to the room, all three of them are trying to devise a plan for how they're going to get that book the next day. Also, she feels really guilty because she's like, that was almost like a violation. And Reese, I know. Reese is trying to explain to her, like, he'll never know. Like, I understand that you feel like it's a violation. He's like, I get it. 
and then he like he's trying to justify it in a sense which is fine mm-hmm. and then of course this is when they all decide amran and Feyre are are gonna go on their way into this this ruin to get the book and reese will play lookout yeah and that's pretty much where we end with the chapters that we read yes. it was a lot of information yeah it was a lot of information um, but it was also a lot of vulnerability oh, so in this good. chapter yeah. that I feel like we needed to see because it was all coming to a point. Yeah. It was all coming to a head. So yeah, I really, really like that. I only have two predictions. Do you have predictions for the next couple of chapters? Um, hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. She didn't take notes, y'all. Shame. Shameful. No, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay. I just feel like... Okay. Do you want to think about it? You want me to go, go ahead, first? You go first. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so... My first prediction is that Feyre, Reese, and Emran, they're definitely going to get caught stealing that book. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I feel like that they're all going to get caught. Okay. Also, I was thinking about it more and I was asking myself, why couldn't Reese just have asked for the book? But then again, he did mention numerous times on, on numerous occasions how the summer point wanted to stay neutral. Yeah, they want to be Switzerland. So that's probably why. Yeah. Exactly. And then number two... I know for sure, for sure, Tamlin's going to fuck a knife at the right. <laughs> okay. I know it's going to happen. I, all right, in regards to Tamlin, I think Tamlin is looking for Feyre. I think yeah. he's actually, I personally, I think that letter did did nothing. I think, oh, no. I think that he really thinks that somebody else wrote it for her and she doesn't know how to read or write. I think he truly has this, this feeling of she's mine, my possession, my belonging. And so he truly is like, I can't let her go. Right. Which is scary because again, that's, that's Obsessive. obsession. Yeah. So like, I, I think, I think he has people looking for her or he himself is looking for her. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. He knows where she is. He's just trying to figure out how to get how around to get it. Back. Yeah. So that's one thing. I think Tamlin's not going to give up. I think he, he wants favor. I think we're going to see Tamlin again at some point. Never gonna kill Oh my you. god, that's his theme song right now. <laughs> Let's see what else. I think Anaith works for for Big Daddy Kane. Yeah. Whether or not Tamlin also works for him, I'm still on the fence about. I personally mm. think Anaith was sent by Big Daddy Kane to infiltrate the Spring Court to somehow flip it so that Tamlin will work for him. Like, yeah, his dad had connections to him, but that was his dad. Maybe Tamlin doesn't have. Maybe Tamlin doesn't want the same connections or you know, never kept those connections alive. So maybe mm. Anaith is that spy. I think I think it all comes back to I'm Anaith. I'm sick of this I bitch. think it all comes back to Anaith. And then my last one, I'm going to put this out there. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm scared. Okay. Wouldn't it be some shit if, because we mentioned the mating bond with Nesta and Cassian. Wouldn't it be some shit if there was some type of bond like that with Feyre and Reese? Yeah, I know it's going to happen. I just don't know when it's going to happen. But what if it's already happened? <gasps> and they're trying to deny it? What if it's it? that bond? Oh, or what if it happened for Reese? Right, It happened right. for Reese, but it hasn't right. snapped into place for Feyre yet. Right. Oh, that would so much. Because it would explain why he's like so attentive to her and so yes. slow with oh everything. And like, because, all right, we, look, we already knew the moment that we... Had the little interaction between Nesta and Cassian. We were like, oh, these these two are mates, most definitely. The tit for tat between them, the fact that she watched him fly out, like 
that makes so much sense because it's like when he was screaming her name and he got up to try to fight Amarantha to get her like to stop hurting Feyre. Yeah. It was just like, dude, why are you? Because no, because right if you think but, about it, like, all right, in that sense, yes, because you're like, okay, this guy who did all this stuff for, did all this stuff to her and is looking at her as a means to an end is willing to die with her. Whereas the dude that claims yes. to love her was groveling. Was laying on the ground like, please. Don't, don't kill her. Blah, blah, blah. And it also makes sense too in the story that he told Feyre about his parents and their mating bond. How they looked at each other and their mating bond was like, they snapped right into knew. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my God. Okay, 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 okay. That makes me excited to read more. Because like, I'm like sitting here, because to be honest, that has been toying in my head for a little bit. But I kept wanting mm-hmm. concrete evidence. You know what I mean? Like I kept reading yeah. and I kept wanting like somebody to slip up and say some shit and nobody has. So I, that's why I'm like sitting here and I'm like, but if you look at all of his actions, all of the actions that he has done. Right. It, it makes sense. It makes so much sense. Huh. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Okay. So next chapter. <laughs> Next chapters are going to be uh, chapters 35 to 46. Okay, hold up. Yeah. So those are going to be our next chapters. Wait, um, repeat the chapters course, again? God damn, Ashley. 35, 35 through 46. 46. Okay, got you. Yes. Um, of course, as always, expect us to read maybe one or two chapters over. We might go to chapter 48. Uh, right now, I'll say 35 through 46, but... Expect us maybe to read up to chapter 48. Or expect Ashley to read up to chapter 48. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I'm in this book. I'm just like, I gotta know. But as always, you guys, thank you so much for listening and for joining us. Um, Make sure you follow us on social media, YA at Heart Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. Yeah. But with that, we want to say we love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening. Um, and we will be back next week. And bye. Stay wild. Oh, stay wild. <laughs>